comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, he is the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Hello, Greg. For those that uh, are listening to this first and not the YouTube, I'll tell you uh, that I have a new toy, which is my headset. So I don't know if my voice is going to sound different uh, or not, uh, but I, I, I like it because uh, not only do I have a new headset, but uh, I'm able to get uh, Facebook on my uh, definitely not work laptop and uh, so I can move. I don't have to because before I had to hold my phone the entire time. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have my really cheap headset, not as I wasn't even a headset, whatever you would call it, like an earbud, I couldn't move around. Yeah, I couldn't move around. So I'm hands free now. I'm, I'm waving my hands in the air, like he just Greg don't care. <laughs> That's true. So well, excellent. Uh, it sounds fantastic. And as an added bonus, your. Uh your headset matches your shirt this week. It does. And again, for the people at home in this audio podcast, my headset also matches my shirt. And uh, you can check yes. out exactly what we're talking about over on YouTube, Nerd United on YouTube. Mike, just a couple of quick things that we want to discuss, and then we're going to dive into our big conversation of uh, the week. We both have done a little bit of reading. Yes, indeed. Do you want to go first? Uh, Sure. So uh, back at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we heard about a publisher, a comic book publisher, who if you went on there and and placed an order uh, on their website and you, you know, named the local comic book shop of your choosing, of course, we always recommend Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, uh, then they would... Uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, reimburse or, or maybe offer to that comic shop uh, a portion of the proceeds, like what maybe the comic shop would have made on that purchase. And and I know it was confirmed because uh, uh, some of my friends over at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, uh, thanked me, you know, and uh, they knew about, you know, the posts on social media and things like that and saw us, you know, lending support. Uh, and in the process, we, uh, you and I each snagged a nice... Uh, trade paperback from TKO Studios. And uh, I, the first, the, the one that I bought was called Sarah, which is about a, uh, a, I guess, platoon, for lack of a better term, of female Soviet snipers uh, in World War II. And I read it, enjoyed it, passed it off to you. And you uh, purchased the fearsome uh, Dr. Fang. Mm-hmm. And read it, enjoyed it, and passed it on to me. And it took a few months to to get to it, um, but I finally I sat down today and I read cover to cover the fearsome Doctor Fang, and I really enjoyed it. 
Um, I think I would have gotten to it sooner if you would have said it was a period piece. Oh, I didn't mention that. I, don't, I mean, you might have. I, f- I forget. I got a bad memory. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, a period piece taking place in the uh, the first decade, the aughts, if you will, of the 20th century. So just over a hundred years ago. In, 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 I want to say it takes place in San Francisco. Really, it only starts in San Francisco, and then it moves uh, across the pond to mainland China. Uh, but really enjoyable. Like, I, I made a, a bold prediction you know, after a few being in a few pages and I said, Oh, this guy's going to be, you know, the big bad. And I was way off, uh, which is good. It, it kept me on my toes. Uh, what really was an enjoyable read. Uh, like I said, uh, was able to finish it all today. I think inside the book itself are six chapters. So if you think, you know, six issues or roughly 120, 130 pages. And, uh, I just sat down and, and enjoyed, uh, enjoyed it in its entirety. So, uh, yeah. Check out, uh, I believe, I'm going to try to pull up, uh, is it TKO Products? TKO TK, Studios. TKO, TKO Presents. Presents. That's what it is, tkopresents.com. Um, and check out uh, check out Sarah, as we've talked about here uh, uh, on the show. But also check out uh, the fearsome Dr. Fang. Uh, I really enjoyed it, um, and, and maybe you will too. So that's my quick you- uh, spoiler-free review. What's up, Mike? Uh, do you have the book by you, close by you? I don't, however. Okay, no, that's no problem. Um, so one thing I, I kind of learned today, I was you know going through Twitter and stuff like that. Um, the do you, I'm trying to think of how to how to say this. Uh, there's going to be a Gremlins animated series. First of all, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Uh, Grim, Gremlins: Secrets of the Mogwai. Um, the reason I'm mentioning that because one of the executive producers is one of the co-founders slash publishers of TKO Presents. Is it? Uh, it's I, I'm going to pronounce the name wrong, but it's T Z E Zay. I'm going to say uh, I'm not looking up. I want to say Chun. Yeah, Zay Chun. He's going to be an executive executive producer, and he. Um, sorry. Yeah, he's a, a co-founder and publisher for TKO Studios, and he is the writer on the Fearless, Fearsome, I should say, Doctor Fang. Yeah. So, by the way, yeah. uh, he already has some uh, credits under under him on IMDb uh, as you know, writer, producer, director, cinematographer. You know, all, all types of things. Uh, so, uh, he worked on Gotham. Yes. He worked yes. on Once Upon a Time. Uh, as you mentioned, Gremlins, The Secrets of the Mogwai. Let's see if there are any others that jumped out to me. Nope, nope, nope. Not familiar with any of those. So, uh, you know, he, a few of those, a few of those short. Uh, he was a writer on Gotham, a story editor on Once Upon a Time. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Gremlins uh, listed as a writer on. So. Yeah, so just little little fun stuff there. Yeah, congrats to you, dude. You and, and I, I honestly think I don't know if you mentioned this in, in your um, review of the fearsome Doctor Fang. I feel like it could be a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely uh, has a little Indiana Jones, a little, a little bit of like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Uh, it's sad mm-hmm. you have to specify. Uh, but you know, I guess a couple of years ago we got a mummy movie that nobody liked. So, so you got yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> but it has a little bit, um, uh, maybe even a little, um, 
Lara Croft Tomb Raider uh, aspects of it. Basically, any you know, like treasure hunting, you know, type of uh, around the world adventure. Then you know, it's it's it it lends itself. Um, lends itself very well, and and I like the reveal of of the fearsome Doctor Fang because I tried to do this without spoiling it, but when you look at the cover. You think, oh my gosh, it's going to be some, you know, ancient monster or something like that, and yeah. and so I really like how how it was uh, how it played out. Really, really oh, yeah. recommend oh, Fearsome Doctor Fang. So check it out, uh, and Mike, I'll make sure that I get your copy back to you so that you can uh, pass it along to another interested reader. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So I uh, real quick, I I read two comic books. Uh, graphic novels. Actually, one one was a comic book because it was uh, it's Wolverines, not Wolverine, Wolverines. Um, and it was very I don't even know what issue it was, but it was almost like a random issue. Uh, es- essentially, um, and this isn't <laughs> well, it's spoiling, but you know, oh well, um, it's spoiling part of it. Uh, Wolverine has died, and. These are like some of his clones or uh, I'll say clones at uh, the Weapon X facility. And I think but they're trying to escape and they're trying to, I believe, either get his body. Um, And I think part of it is that and we've talked about it before with the death of Wolverine. um, They because they mentioned that somebody that the Avengers had stolen his body from the uh, adamantium that it was in or whatever. I'm not sure. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I thought of when I was reading this is it reminded me very much of like not 90s cartoon, but like maybe early to late 2000s where we're, we're too old for the cartoon. They've, they've moved on to like the new class. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. It was like Wolverine's kids, essentially. The only one I re- that uh, there was X twenty three was in there, but there was um, I don't even I, I the books away from me now. But they had a, just a bunch of different clones, and like I said, it I started in the middle of whatever the story was, and then it ended, and there was that was that was it, which was fine, you know. Uh, See, it was, was it was good was, to have a short little read. I was fairly certain that I gave you. Wolverine's uh, Volume One, and maybe, and maybe it was Volume One. And when I say start in the middle, is because you know there was stuff that they mentioned prior to, like I said, Wolverine dying and stuff like that. You know, um, it wasn't just like, hey, here's a fresh story. You know, it's <laughs> like you you need to know what happened before. But I also uh, sent your way the death of Wolverine mm-hmm. at one point. Did I not? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's why I knew about um, the way he died was he gets basically buried in adamantium. He almost becomes his own adamantium um, s- statue. Correct. Um, yeah, so that, that that wasn't a bad one at all, like I said. Uh, Which, the next one I read. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, at the very end of uh, Death of Wolverine, issue four, it was a four-part, and they released it every week, I believe. September of 2014 or 15. Don't don't hold me on that. Um, it has honestly one of the most uh, I, uh, peaceful and beautiful 
pages uh, uh, in in comic art that I can. I mean, I saved it as the background on on my iPad for some time. Um, it's just you know it, it, hard to explain, but it's it's like. You know that he's not really dead because it's Wolverine, but he can't go anywhere because right. he's encased in the adamantium. And, uh, adamantium, uh, and you have, I think it's a sunrise in the back. I mean, it's just you know the sun glistening off the off the now hardened adamantium. So it was, I don't know, it was very, uh, I don't know how to put it, very, very, very picturesque. Yes, yes, yes. What else? Are you spo- reading, spoiler alert! I think Wolverine comes back. Yeah. <laughs> He has to. So, nobody, nobody dies except for Uncle Ben. That's kind of the rule. No, actually, nobody dies and stays dead except for Uncle Ben and uh, Tom and Martha Wayne. Thomas and Martha Wayne. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the other ones. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so uh, the uh, next one I read was um, a sequel. Uh, I guess you would say to uh, a, a graphic novel that I've already read couple months ago which is uh paper girls i read the second volume of paper girls um enjoyed it just as much as i did the first volume uh i don't know how many volumes there are but i know this is not the end of the story or at least i hope it's not um it's uh you know i was reading the on the back of the cover and i don't have it near by me no it's almost it's so close but i'm not going to get up to get it um but uh, they described it as kind of like Stranger Things, but like with all female cast, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just good. It's it's got uh, time travel. It's got uh, pterodactyls. It's got <laughs> a, a, like aliens. Yeah. So um, the story uh, first came out. Uh, Issue one was October 7 of 2015, and it was, you know, monthly running, and looks like issue 30 was July 31st of 2019. So we're going to say uh, 30 issues, looks like they are broken up into uh, six uh, graphic novels of five issues apiece. There's six graphic novels? Yep. Sheesh. If it makes All you right. feel any better, Mike, I think I only have two. Well, uh, maybe we're just going to read two. I got plenty of other guys. <laughs> no, I know that, that honestly, that would be one that like, if I were to ever get out, uh, and go to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois, um, and I saw it there, I would probably pick up volume three, you know, like it, it is really good. But I also, I, once, once me and Greg meet up again, uh, and do some exchanges, I'll have plenty of comic books to read. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right. So, and we also discussed uh, uh, last week how you had mostly finished up Watchmen. And now, since you moved on to other books, uh, I'm assuming that you finished uh, Alan Moore and David Gibbons' uh, uh, seminal work. Yes. So, I finished reading the Watchmen comic book. Very much enjoyed it. Um, the And I knew the ending. But the ending, no, first of all, knowing the ending didn't, didn't make the book any less good. Right. Like it was still a good book. I knew how it was going to end. And I was slightly off about how it ended. Um, well, I'm going to say spoiler alert. It's a, it's an old, 
older book. <laughs> it is close uh, to 40 years old at this point. Still, yeah, it took me a while to read it. But uh, I forgot about the – I knew there was a giant squid involved, and I forget, but I forgot about the psychic aspect of it, you know, um, where he basically sent out like a – he, I don't know, sent out a psychic blast to like millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I watched – sorry, I read that. And then my treat for myself was I was going to watch the Watchmen movie, uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, um, the Snyder cut of Watchmen, <laughs> as they would say. Uh, and you know what? It wasn't bad. It was definitely almost a direct adaptation of the comic book, which made it slightly less good because I had already, I read the comic book. So there wasn't, uh, there was no surprise, and I knew how this one was going to end. So there was no surprise. Um, so I was, I, I'd watch it for a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, let me play some video games, you know, and then I'd come back to it, you know. Um, and then after that, I started rewatching um, HBO's Watchmen, mm. which I had watched before, and I, 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 I enjoyed it, but now after. Knowing Watchmen, it's a lot of, a lot of watching in here. Right. Um, I, there's little pieces of that. I'm like, oh, okay. I know what they're talking about now. You know, even like this, you know, the, this, the squid comes down, you know, the, the raining squids. Right. Uh, or, you know, who I'm like, okay, now it's obvious that this person is, was Os- Osmandius. Um, and they're talking about, uh, you know, just, just a little stuff. You know, where I'm like, I'm enjoying it more. Um, it's almost like the way I was thinking of it is like when I first watched it, I had like 70 out of 100 of the pieces. Mm-hmm. And now I got the rest of it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's so good. I watched – I saw the movie before I ever read the book, the, okay. the, the graphic novel. Uh, I, I don't remember the circumstances, except that I just didn't have Watchmen in my hands before the movie. Right. And then I saw the movie. And I really enjoyed the movie. And then I read the book. And oftentimes, as is the case, I like the book more. Um, yeah, yeah. However, and you know this as well, uh, you can get through the movie a lot easier than <laughs> getting through that thick-ass book. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, and as I mentioned last week, I still have a Doomsday Clock sitting here, so I think that might be uh, one of the next projects uh, to read. But before we get into, we have some news. I should say that's going to lead us mm-hmm. into our topic. Some casting news. We're going to start with the uh, latest news first, and that is that it appears that Captain Marvel two has the actress who will play the villain. And I apologize, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce her first name. Uh, Zowie, Zowie Ashton, uh, an actress from across the pond, uh, London, England, uh, who I literally know nothing about. I pulled up her IMDb. Can't say I've ever heard of her or possibly seen anything that she's ever been in. But she will play the villain uh, in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, so I the rumor was 
and this is before she was announced as the person who's going to be the villain. Um, and so I'm, I don't know. I'm not saying she could or she could not play this character, but the rumor was going to be that Rogue was going to be the villain in Captain Marvel 2. Now, take that with a grain of salt, you know, uh, big, big old, big old grain of salt. But that was, that was the rumor. Like I said, I don't, I'm not saying she could or could not play it. And I, I'm not well versed enough in my Captain Marvel lore to know any of her villains. So I have no clue. I, I don't know. There was that Captain Marvel book, uh, that I gave you that I read and, and passed on to you. Pretty sure I passed on to you. I have a Captain Marvel book. Uh, it's Carol Danvers. Um, I think it, I probably picked it up just before the movie came out. I remember sitting out on my back uh, patio and reading it while uh, the barbecue grill was active. And I ain't barbecued shit in the last couple of weeks. So uh, so uh, looking forward to more information on that. Uh, real quick, before we get on to more casting news, um, let's just... WandaVision episode six is out. Uh, I've watched it. You've watched it. Three more episodes yep. to go. Uh, just they're solidifying my affinity, not infinity, but my affinity for the show. Every week it just gets better and better. Um, and I'm not even one of those people, Mike, who, you know, like was boo boo faced about the, the first couple of episodes. Like I just, I, we are such an instant gratification society and, and maybe even more maybe maybe it's even more more so in, in fandom and in genre fandom but it's like I'm enjoying the week by week you know uh, slow build and now we're starting to get into you know uh, some some really serious aspects of the show and it's turning out to be so much fun so enjoyable yeah I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it uh, I would have not have complained if they dropped it all at once but also I would have benched it all at once um, it is, it's, it's fun because a lot of times I, I'll, it's not like I'm, you know, waiting with bated breath on Wednesdays and Thursdays for it to come out on Friday, but it'll be Friday. I'll be up, you know, early and I'll be like, you know, I'll usually go downstairs and watch some TV or something first before I start working. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, WandaVision's on. Oh, let me check that out. So, you know, it gives me something to do for 23 minutes. Now, th- th- was it? Episode five or six? I don't know. But it was forty-one minutes, or oh, it's, uh, we'll yeah. say thirty-three minutes, and then eight minutes of credits. <laughs> so yeah, 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 exactly. That's the biggest, yeah. I think, complaint that I have about it is man, that when when the credits take up almost a fifth of your runtime, that's and again, yeah, appreciate everybody who helped make the show possible, but holy cow. Yeah. Uh, Run through them faster. Scroll it faster. Anyway. um, And then elsewhere on casting news, uh, we were informed this past week. In fact, it's a part of uh, really what brought up uh, this week's topic. And that is uh, two individuals were cast. Both uh, have a Game of Thrones ties. Uh, He has been all over the place in in the genre world from Mandalorian to Wonder Woman. Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to play Joel, and uh, Bella Ramsey will star as Ellie in the, I believe, HBO series yep. Last of Us. Yep. So, Did you play Last of Us? Nope. 
No? Nope. I, it's I don't pretty good. Think, I don't I, even think I heard of it until a couple years ago. Yeah, I played the first one because there's two of them. I played the first one, and it's it is it, it, it's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. What's it? What tell tell us a little bit about what it's about. Um. So it, it's uh there's a I almost had pandemic. There's something that happens to a bunch of people, and essentially, uh, Ellie is uh, like a kid who has to, uh, and I forgot that who are, I forgot the main guy, whoever Pedro Pascal is going to play. Joel. Um, Joel, Joel. And basically they, they're like a, a, a team, you know, a reluctant team at first and they travel across, um, the America and try to get like to, to safety essentially. And there's, I want to say zombies, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know what they'll call them. I forget what they're called in, in the in the show, but I hope they yeah. don't call them. Actually I the, hope they don't call them walkers. Uh, I hope they call them runners <laughs> or move, movers, <laughs> moziers, <laughs> speedwalkers, <laughs> speedwalkers. <laughs> they're speedwalkers, but they don't. They 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 actually have to do the arm shuffle thing <laughs> as as they're as they're walking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> competitive mall walkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, now I remember when I, so I first started playing the game and then I got stuck at a certain part and I couldn't get past. It. And it was early, early in the game, like within the first like five minutes. Uh, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm not playing this. And, and I started playing other games, you know, and then I went back to it and finally got past this part and I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was nice. I, like I said, uh, I know there's Last of Us 2, but I don't play it. Uh, which was released actually just last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a similar situation with the video game that, now I, I'm using the benefit of Wikipedia here. Uh, it says, uh, third person perspective, players use firearms and improvised weapons and can use stealth to defend yes, against, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, one of. Oh, now I'm. Oh, it's not my night for remembering names. Um, the original Xbox. Let's see if I can't do a, a, a very quick search. It was like a Black Ops military. Your your, your guy in, and I remember playing it. I had the game. I I played it. You know, at a friend's house. Played it at my own house. Played it when I lived a thousand miles away. And then all of a sudden, the I don't know if it was a glitch in the disc. Or what, but the game froze at one particular point. And I could never, I ended up just saying, fuck it, and, and getting rid of the game. Uh, but it, you operated like, as again, a covert guy who, who used, I, I liked it because there were a lot, I mean, again, it was 2002 or three. So taking into consideration the, the graphics that we have, which, you know, I, I enjoyed those graphics for, you know, almost 20 years ago. They were terrific. But you play uh, in the shadows quite a bit. Uh, again, like as a black ops stealth assassin. Um, anything ringing a bell, bell to you? No. Because uh, for the most part, and well, we'll talk about one of these games later on. But any time that there's stealth involved in a video game, I am not good at it. No. I I know that there's there's luck there's a lot of video games where like you can use stealth as an option and I never use that option. 
I, I am a run-in, guns-blazing type. Tom boy. Clancy's Splinter Cell. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it, I had to Google Xbox Stealth Games, and it wasn't one of the first ones, so I had to like use the little uh, arrow to the right. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed that game, but I, I, you know, I got to a point where I couldn't beat it. You know, I got frustrated and and gave up, um, and never like, what am I going to do? Take it to to GameStop and say this one's not working. Give me a different disc. Uh, they probably would have laughed at me. Um, but anyway, they casting of of those two individuals again both have game of thrones in in their resume uh among other you know things certainly especially for pedro pascal uh it led you to suggest this week's topic which is video game adaptations mike yes yeah i was thinking about video game movies and there's a couple of aspects we could talk about there's the actual video game movies that ones that have already been made and there's also what is there a video game that you would like to see made into a movie? Okay. Um, where, where did you want to start any place? You want to start talking about video game movies, What's just ones that are already made? Yeah, let's talk about ones that exist. Yeah. Okay. I so well, first of all, I do a little research. I mean, look at Wikipedia. I would have lost a bet because I would have bet that there has been no video game movie adaptation that has made a, you know made uh, a, a budget like you know made made money made back their um, money that's made back their money yeah that's not true even the ones I was looking up like I was like a street fighter you know that's one I believe did Christian mention street fighters that no he mentioned he a, did. a dumb one he did um, he, he did mention street Christian. fighter. Okay. Um, uh, that one made made its money back, and I, I I don't have it in front of me right now, but I know it made its money back. Jean Claude um, Van Damme. Yeah, I think uh, I remember watching that. I remember enjoying it, probably because I was young at the time. <laughs> um, I also know that it was God. I'm good. I don't remember his name. I he's in the cast, but it was his last film. Raúl Julia. Yes. Yes. Very uh, very good actor. Also, last, last film though. By the way, uh, she voiced Mulan. Was in not as Mulan, but was in the live action version of uh, Mulan as a, a different character. Was in Agents of Shield. Ming Na Wen played Chan, uh, Chun Li. Yes. Yes. And you're right. It it almost tripled its budget. Budget of thirty five million dollars, and it shows. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, box office of ninety nine point four million. Yeah, and what we also we have to point out that you have to double the budget to get the box off. Like, so if it if it says the box off, sorry, the budget's thirty five million, right? You're thinking that's that not including marketing. That they they have to make at least seventy million, which they did. They they made ninety nine million. You yeah. said right. They yeah, almost so made they, enough they, to warrant they, a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, they should have, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe that made a lot of money too. So here's the uh, thing: I look this movie's cheesy, and it's not mm-hmm. good. And for that reason, I have a strong, a, a really solid place in my heart for a Street Fighter movie. Yeah, I. You know what? I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Right. Which when did it come out? <laughs> when, when did it come out? 1994. So I would have been, I would have been 13, <laughs> roughly. 
so yeah, that's the perfect time for something like Street Fighter to come out when you're 13 years old and you know maybe playing a couple of video games and stuff. Uh, this was a, a yeah. This was a movie I could watch with my dad. Because it had Jean-Claude Van Damme, who, you know, was red hot and, you know, the Bloodsport movies, which, I mean, I could still sit down and watch Bloodsport, you know, the OG Bloodsport with my dad. Uh, it had Raul Julia. It had, you know, that that um, militaristic di- dictatorial, if I'm saying that right, try, uh, attempt to take over. It had um, yeah. uh, Blanca, who, you know, of course, is, is changing. So it had a little bit of that, like, Lou Ferrigno um uh, incredible Hulk type of like I remember sitting and watching this movie with my dad. You know, probably mom was there too, but mm-hmm. you know, I somehow convinced dad to like when he's flipping through the channel, like Dad, Street Fighter, let's watch Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> and it had enough, uh, f- enough elements that dad's like, okay. Yeah, I so I was just looking this up um, for the thirty-five million dollar budget. Uh, actually, thirty million of that was uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's cocaine budget. That's a false. That take that back. That's you on that IMDb. Back. No, it should be. <laughs> Somebody put it on IMDb real quick. <laughs> um, I, I don't think you. Uh, I don't think you're giving Jean Claude Van Damme his his just just. <laughs> you're like he, you're like he could handle more. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Come on now. He's a good guy. <laughs> There's never been anything up his nose. I mean, even he's admitted it, so... Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he has. If not, he should. Um, yeah. Wait, should uh, admit so, it or should do it? Either one. <laughs> Both, actually. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Street Fighter was one. Um, I don't know if you had one you wanted to talk about. Hold on. I'm I'm Googling right now. Jean- <laughs> Video game movies. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I that's not what I Googled. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme cocaine. Oh. So Vice.com, we say we're going down the rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme was quote, coked out of his mind during Street Fighter, the director says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And doesn't it, and probably like if you would watch it again, I would at least myself, I would be like, oh yeah, I could tell, yeah, I would kind of obvious. Oh my god, I couldn't. Uh, was coked out of it. my studio. Hired a wrangler to take care of him, but unfortunately, the wrangler himself was a bad influence. Jean Claude was calling in sick so much, I had to keep looking through the script to find something else to film. I couldn't just sit around for hours waiting for him. On two occasions, the producers allowed him to go to Hong Kong. On both occasions, he came back late on Mondays. He just wasn't there at all. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yep. Good old JCPD. So since we're in that era. Uh, you can't talk about Street Fighter without talking about Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat, which <sighs> it's not good. I don't think you don't good. like Mortal Kombat. I like the game. I, Wait, you like the cheesiness <laughs> of Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat is just as cheesy. I know. You're not allowed to. Uh, Argue with me about this one, Mike. It's subjective. Okay, let's just. But, but it doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? That you could like Street Fighter but not Mortal Kombat. I don't know what to tell you, Mike. I, I apparently I've let you down yet again. 
Uh, but here's what Mortal Kombat. So Mortal Kombat did less, or I mean, did more with less. Uh, they had a budget of twenty million. Again, Tiger Times two, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, box office was one hundred twenty-two point one million. Yeah. Now uh, that being said, there's nothing wrong. I, I I'll take this. It's, I didn't dislike the movie. I, I maybe I need right. to, maybe I need to uh, okay backstep a little bit. I just don't have. I don't have that fond memory of watching Mortal Kombat like I do with Street Fighter. So I think for sentimental reasons, uh, Street Fighter uh, is up there a little bit. And I might catch some grief for this, but I don't ever remember watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, I don't think anybody did. Okay. (laughs) That being said, I'm super excited for the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. uh, Partly because we get to watch it at home on HBO Max. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the old school movie, uh, I enjoyed. I know I've watched. I watched it several times. I had to have when I was younger. Um, not since I've been younger, obviously, I haven't started. But I, I still remember kind of certain scenes. I remember, you know, introducing Scorpion and Sub Zero. That was just like amazing. Um, uh, I'm interested in the Mortal Kombat new movie because I think they're going to do like a gritty reboot or whatever. And of course, everything has to be gritty nowadays, well, or at least at one point in time it had to be. I mean, Mortal uh, Kombat should Mortal be Kombat. gritty in, in the first place. I, yeah, you know? Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I kind of remember uh, when Mortal Kombat the game was coming up around or that it was out. One of the big things about it was how violent it was. Mm-hmm quote-unquote, at the time, because it was like, oh, you can rip somebody's spine out and right. stuff. And if you watch that game now or play that game now with whatever system was supposed to be on, it is the most tame thing. Like, By yeah, you rip yeah. Somebody's, yeah, you rip somebody's spine out, but it's like you – it's just they're holding like a white rope, basically, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I remember playing that – uh, as a kid on uh, my friend Andy's Super Nintendo. Now, I always tried to be Scorpion because Scorpion had the one move that I knew how to do. Like, I'm I'm horrible <laughs> at fight games, you know, button right. mashers, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think it was like back, back B or something like that. Uh, and that's how he, he threw his spear, like, get over here, you know, type of yeah. thing. Um, but... <sighs> I I was constantly the victim of a sweep the leg Johnny type of you know mood move set. Uh, so yep. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not good. It never was good at, at fight games. Um, but and they go into a lot of detail about Mortal Kombat on the Netflix series, the video games that made us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I highly encourage uh, people to check that one out. What else you got for me, Mike? Yeah. Um, oh no, real quick. Uh, I uh, I was talking about like you know brutality of the game, uh, and like I said, they you take out the spine, the spine you can't really even see it. Like I right. said, it's white rope. In comparison to in Red Dead Redemption, I can kill somebody, and then I can use my shotgun to blast off their head, their legs, and their arms. Then I can pick up that body. 
and put it on somebody's horse. Oh, God. And that's just a feature in the game. And, you know, yeah. they had uh, – uh, and I know obviously they've evolved and, you know, it, we joke about like the original Mortal Kombat, but like, you know, Mortal Kombat now and I think Mortal Kombat 11 or 14 or whatever is set to be out if it's not out already uh, to, help, you know, pass the time. But as as graphics and, and uh, societies evolved in, in some sense of the word, then, you know, so have some of these fatalities. But I remember – there was a special feature as well, and I was never good at fatalities. Like I, I couldn't get a fatality on on the to save my life. Um, but they also had like the was it the friendlies or something like or, or, or friendliness or, or whatever. Yeah, that was familiar. <laughs> so it, it you know, um, but anyway, Mortal Kombat the movie. I, like I said, I'm I'm pretty stoked for for the new movie that's supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another one I was thinking about. Is and this is a series. I think they have seventy-five sequels, uh, which God. is the Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> I saw Resident. I, I saw Resident Evil in theater, like the original Mila mm-hmm. Jovovich two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in theater, um, and it oddly enough, like very weirdly, kicked off like. Um, that might have been the movie that kicked off the obsession with uh, zombies, because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think that predated like the return of like the the Dawn of the Deads, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know then we get into the Walking Dead, and and you know we're still fighting that battle. Um, so I think that we have to credit slash blame uh, 2002's Resident Evil, uh, Umbrella Corp, all that stuff for for this almost 20 year long obsession with zombies. Now, like we've been obsessed with zombies longer than we were obsessed with vampires. That's well, twilight fucked it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they killed it dead. <laughs> like, nope. Mm-mm. We had um, blade. They're like, Oh, vampires. Awesome. And then twilight. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so resident evil, you know, I'm, I'm 1920, depending on what time of year it comes out. And I've never been, like to this day, I'm just not a big horror movie guy. I I, I sit through them. I can a, a appreciate what it is they're trying to do, but I I just remember like sitting in the theater watching that with some friends of mine. And there are some times when I'm like, huh. uh, but there are also times that you know I I see it coming. Like there's one scene in particular where like a doctor's infected, and I think she locks everybody out of her room as it's like filling with water or something like that. And then all of a sudden they're showing it and kind of out or, or, or maybe she died and was reanimated or whatever. And then they're trying to find her and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's dead. And then they kind of come back and you just see the hand up against the glass, you know, that jump scare type of stuff. Um, but like, I don't know. It, it, like you said, it kicked off a, a never ending series of, of movies. And it's like at some point they're going to run out of fucking zombies. Yeah, I, uh, I I played one version of Resident Evil, and it, I I don't even think it was like a really good version. Like I don't know how uh, successful it was uh, because it wasn't even the girl you played. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the girl you played. It you played as Leon, mm. and uh, which, but I I enjoyed it for what it's worth. Um, 
But as far as the movies goes, I remember there was one point in time, this was, God, it had been, I want to say 10 years ago. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. But I was living in Highland, and every, like, usually on the weekends, I would, because I didn't have Netflix or anything like that. Where Actually, I had Netflix, but I had, like, the DVD version of oh, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Kicking it so old school. I will, I would go to, there was a family video that was right there, like within walking distance of my apartment. So I, on weekends, I would go there and I would just get a bunch of movies because they're all super cheap, you know? Uh, like actually, I, like kids videos you could get for free. Yeah. Um, but I would, I remember going there one time and I got all the Resident Evils that they had, which I think they only had like three at the time, but I, I had never seen them before. And I watched them, and I was like, "These are super cheesy." Um, and they all—they just there was uh, certain parts of them that maybe you'd remember, but that's you know, I just I just remember them being like so. Oh, and one of was a three D version. Um, I think it was three D, but it was so they made it so obvious because it was the time when when people first started doing three door, when it first started to get a little popular where you had to have everything point at the camera. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and they, you had to make it sure to like, everything was doing that. And that was, yeah. Yeah. And so and they would just be like, here's the water bottle. Right. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. Oh, I'm glad they got out of that phase. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to go back. Like, I know they made a Mario Brothers movie, and I'll be honest, I've never seen it all the way through. Um, I just, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I I don't know anybody who admits to seeing the Mario Brothers movie all the way, th- all the way through. No, oh, hey, hold on. I'll, I'll go further than that, because the Mario Brothers movie, now, if I, watched, if I was going to watch the Mario Brothers movie right now, I wouldn't like it, because I, I would understand, I'm like, this has nothing to do with Super Mario Brothers. When it came out, we were kids. I enjoyed it. I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that it has nothing to do with Super Mario Brothers. It, I was just like, oh, this is cool. You know, they got, oh, they got these big, uh, Goombas and they're, 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 they're dancing in the elevator because, because, uh, one of them went by on their back and slowly started swaying them. <laughs> John Leguizamo did. I remember that scene, you know, um, they, uh, I thought, I thought there was going to be a sequel because, you know, she comes back and she's like, we got to return to Dino World or whatever it was called. Actually, I think it was called Dino Hatton. Oh, that sounds weird. Was it, uh, I'm trying to think, was Dennis Hopper in that movie? Yep. Okay. He played Koopa? Yeah. Okay. Or Bowser, Bowser, I guess. Bowser, whatever version they had. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Sorry, sorry to disappoint everybody out there. Um, I, don't, I feel like so. All right, I think the best way, especially for for time purposes, because we're forty five plus minutes into this, um, there's one that I want to talk about. Okay, because actually, we're the time most people are downloading this on uh, Sunday, February fourteenth. We're at the one year anniversary. Of its release and of me watching it. Okay. And that would be a little picture known as Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, yes. Saw I've that. heard good things. It was 
we it was supposed to be a, a guy's night, you know, last year because my wife was still working uh, nights at the time. Uh, so I was going to take my boy uh, and we were going to go watch Sonic. And then my wife got the night off. And so we went as a family and grabbed some pizza uh, downtown Belleville and then went across the street to the Lincoln Theater and sat in their nice big uh, uh, theater and watched Sonic and really, really enjoyed the show. Um, even my boy did and, and kind of kicked off a love of Sonic that, you know, he has Sonic sweatshirts and Sonic t-shirts and, and, uh, and things like that to this day, Sonic sticker activity books and coloring books. And so kind of kicked off an appreciation for Sonic and someday I'll sit him down with whatever type of, you know, uh, compact vintage, you know, Sega Genesis, you know, like 40 games in, in one console type thing and be like, now you too can play Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, and then he'll get an appreciation of where it all started. But he enjoyed the movie, and and, and I enjoyed the movie. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a unique take. Uh, even Jim Carrey uh, being pretty like he was about eighty five percent Jim Carrey. Uh, he, right. he he wasn't full Carrey, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, you know, it was just kind of a a good picture uh, in in a lot of fun. So uh, anybody who hasn't yet seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I I would I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, like I said, I, I've heard good things about it. Uh, I I think you had it on Prime, maybe. Yes. Uh, but I I I I don't have well, I don't I have somebody else's Prime now because I had to watch uh, Elf, uh, and you didn't have it. I didn't have it on on Prime. I could have got you the DVD. Oh no! I thought you had it. You had it. I I know I saw it somewhere. Hmm. Maybe it was I don't know. So you're using somebody else's prime now. Yeah, because you didn't have Elf, and I wanted to watch Elf during uh, Christmas. You couldn't have just turned on TBS or something like. I don't that. have I don't have cable. Oh, like fancy like that. I don't know no. how I don't know how it works in the real no, world. Just yeah, just streaming. Um. So. Uh, the, well, let's, I'll just mention two real quick, but these are two that I would, two games that I would be interested to have them be turned into, not even movies. Well, maybe one, this one may be a movie. Did you ever play, I think it was on Xbox or Xbox 360, uh, a, a thief? Thief? Thief, yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, so I, I mentioned, earlier that I didn't like stealth games, but this was a stealth game that I sort of liked. It was uh basically played a thief, obviously. Was it and like the, is it like Thief yeah. Deadly Shadows? Yeah, there I think there was a couple of okay. them. Uh, but yeah, this one was the one in particular was one for like I want to say either I think Xbox three sixty. Well uh, I think. to answer your Xbox. question, no. Okay. Um but it happened in like the Victorian era, I think essentially played a Thief. I don't remember any of the plot of the game. Only thing I, I don't even know if I passed the game. <laughs> Only thing I remember is that if you got caught, you went to a prison, and then you had to break out of the prison. And I knew how to do that because I always got caught and then put in the prison. So I replayed <laughs> that over and over. And it was one of those stealth games like if you ran, like those people could be chasing after you, and then you would run into the shadows. Hmm. And the guards would be literally like right in front of you, but they looking around and there was like some kind of like light, uh, bar or something like that. And if it was completely dark, they couldn't see you. 
And so, and then <laughs> they would always, uh, uh, yell Taffer. Like that was like, they'd be like, ah, oh, where did the Taffer go? <laughs> and I don't, yeah, it was like their, their thing. So I would, I would, that'd be, that I think it'd be a good aspect for a movie. And then the other one is the game that I've been playing for the last year now, at least. Um, my actually two years now, uh, solid, which is Red Dead Redemption. That would be if they did it right. And it would be difficult to do right. It would be a great TV series. The part that would be the most difficult would be getting the voices right. Cause if mm. you play that game, you hear the voices constantly and you have to, you almost like, you almost have to get the voice actors in, but the voice actors don't really look like their, their characters. Sure. At least some of them do. Some of them do. But, uh, I, and I wouldn't even, there's Red Dead Redemption and there's Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is a better storyline, probably because of recency bias, cause it's been like eight years since I've played Red Dead Redemption. Right. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, I would, I would, that'd be a great TV series. I going to be out of my element because I think the last, I mean, I haven't been a quote unquote gamer since before I got married, you know, so you got to go back to, you know, 08 and 09, but mm-hmm. I, I, I played a lot of Halo and I feel like yep. they're still trying to get that right. Um, yeah. So I could go for, I, I mean, you're going to have to get like a Netflix or a Prime or something like that to to go in and do a Halo series. I And again, I think as, as video games have evolved and they're more in-depth and you play them for 100 hours or 200 hours of gameplay to get through the story, um, then I think it lends itself better as a series. I, I've, I've made that claim for, for years. Um, Halo. Um, and then because uh, I'm highly biased towards this particular, I guess, historical period or, I don't know, mythology, but I'd like, like a, r- a really well-done God of War series. Uh, yeah, with following Kratos uh, in in his battles in ancient Greece, uh, and because I got, for lack of a better term, turned on to the series watching. Gosh, it was probably G four, maybe maybe before that Tech TV. That's when I right. knew that I had to have the particular console because they showed like prepping. Maybe not the final. They showed Ares. Uh, and like they were going breaking down the game, like design character design and things like that. So you got to see a little bit of Kratos. You got to see Ares in his like massive, like fire orange beard and things like that. And just how everything looked. And because I've always had kind of an interest in, in ancient mythology, I was like, Oh, it really captured my attention. So right away, I'm like, I, I'm going to have to find a way to play, uh, God of War. And I think I've played most of them. I haven't played the newest one where Kratos is up in like, Norway and like in the Norse mythology uh, region. But I'll be honest with you, as far as seeing live action adaptations of, of video games, I really want a Madden series. You know, like follow. Like, like, yeah. You know, like, football? Yeah. Like, you know, 16, 17 episodes a year, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, a few bonus episodes at the end. 
Uh, I'd really like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wonder. I wonder. That's gonna be tough to do. Yeah, you know, probably yeah. probably gonna cost uh, some folks a lot of money. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, as we as we go towards the end here, Mike, um, I want to do like a like a lightning round, like a word okay. association. Uh, so okay. some, I'm gonna give you a movie. If you've seen it, you know, then then give us a, a quick, you know, like you loved it. Hated it or, okay. or some variation yeah. thereof. And if you haven't seen it, then obviously you haven't seen it. Uh, so we've talked about Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Sonic, you know, Mario Brothers. Did you ever see Warcraft? No. Okay. Heard it's good. Really? Yeah. I mean, it depends who you talk to. So I never played World of Warcraft. Uh, so I was going in completely blind to the movie Warcraft, and I didn't hate it. You know, I had some okay. good good actors that that I've recognized. Uh, did you ever see Detective Pikachu? I started watching it, uh, and then I didn't finish it. Not because it was bad; it just I had other things I was going to watch. We didn't even talk about this one, uh, and I feel like we mentioned we mentioned this character on well at, at the beginning of the show when we were talking about uh, uh, the fearsome Doctor Fang. What about Tomb Raider? And you can go with the Angelina Jolie oh. version. Or the one from a couple of years ago, which I've never seen. I believe I've seen the Angelina Jolie version of it. I don't remember much about it except for Angelina Jolie's not bad to look at. Um, I actually I pl- I played one thing uh, one version of Tomb Raider. I don't remember what it was, and then I've just recently downloaded because uh, it was free on PS Plus uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, nice. Uh, and for some reason, and I don't know why, I always because it makes no sense. I always get Tomb Raider and Resident Evil confused. Like I'll think I'm about to play a Resident <laughs> Evil type of game when I download Tomb Raider. I'm like, oh yeah, this and and uh, yeah, I say it doesn't make sense because obviously it has Tomb Raider <laughs> in the title. Like you're raiding tombs, it's archaeology type of stuff. But every time I'm just like, oh wait, never mind. It's not what I was thinking. What so, about uh, from 2006, Silent Hill? Never played it or never seen it. Okay. Um, I'm going to come back to that one. What about 2010's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time? I've heard of it. I've never played or seen it, though. I know okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jakey Boy. Ben Kingsley. Is, yeah. He's, he's he's Persian. I didn't know that, but <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is Persian. Uh, so, oddly enough, I saw that movie with my wife in theaters uh, right around our one year anniversary. Like for our anniversary, we went over to um, uh, like Pacific, Missouri, stayed the night, uh, spent the day, like our actual anniversary day at Six Flags uh, the whole day. Uh, And then uh, like went back to the hotel, like two nights in hotel. uh, And then on our way back, we stopped at like South County, and just for looking for something else to do. And we saw Prince of Persia Sands of Time. So again, I, I, I appreciate it for the memories, uh, that I have of, of the people that I watched it with and the, the female lead in Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time. I believe it's Gemma Artenton. Sounds uh, right. Uh, smoke show. Okay. So, uh, did you ever watch Mark Wahlberg and Max Payne? Uh, yeah, yes. 
kind of had uh, yes. stylistically it reminded me of uh, Sin City a little bit. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this one up because uh, I love bringing up this movie because I like hearing people's uh, reactions. 2016, Assassin's Creed. You know what? Um, I have never seen the movie. I was looking for it, and there's not on any streaming service. It's on my Prime. Okay, well, that's I don't have your Prime. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I, and as far as the, as far as the game goes, uh, that was one that I was so close to getting because, um, it was, uh, it's, it's a, what's the, word, what's the word I'm looking for? Open world? Open world. Open world game. As far as, as far as I knew. And like, I'm a huge fan of obviously Red Dead Redemption, which is a real open world game. So at the time, I was, trying to find other open world games. I ended up going with GTA, which I, play, I played a little bit. It's, it's, I enjoy it, but it, it's not as good as Red Dead. Uh, but I've never played Assassin's Creed. And I know certain... I don't think I have. Maybe I have. Maybe I have. I, for some reason, there's there's some play in, in my in my head. of, uh, But I don't, I don't know. It, it, it was on PlayStation or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but I... Uh, I would be interested in a good Assassin's Creed game. What about a good Assassin's Creed movie? I uh, I would that's that's I would like I said I would watch that. Okay. You know? I know it got uh, Michael Fassbender. God love him. Uh, he's been in some movies that other people, some genre movies that other people have called stinkers. Assassin's Creed uh, is not critically acclaimed. And another one that he was in that uh, that people poo-poo on is Jonah Hex. But I don't think Michael Fassbender can be in a bad movie because as long as the movie's got Michael Fassbender in it, it's a good flick. So That's it. So I think that'll do it, Mike. Uh, did you enjoy the lightning round? Real quick, um, I know we'll get out of here. Uh, Double Dragon, horrible movie. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. That's our show. Uh, fun yep. game. Uh, not so fun to sit and, and watch. Uh, and by the way, speaking of sitting and watching, I will never understand this uh, this world we live in now where people like, like get online and and watch other people play video games. I don't understand. Well, they make they make a ton of money doing it, though. I know, but I don't understand it. And and the. League of Legends or whatever, this competitive uh, video gaming. Come on. It, it's – I just don't understand. I was never I, – I, not to say that I didn't wait my turn. Uh, you know, when, when we were playing like a one single-player game or something like that, I, I waited my turn, and we all took our turns going around the room. Um, but I never liked to sit there and watch somebody else play a video game. I, I still don't, and, and I know I will never understand that concept. So, so that's our show, everybody. Old man yells at the clouds. <laughs> and then there's Mike. <laughs> it's, it's next week on Old Man and Mike. Uh, we'll find out <laughs> what we're going to talk about. But uh, for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahoshko, and we remind you this week and every week to be kind. And rewind. 
This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Hey, 